0: to the Showgirl Tip of the Day podcast. We're going to be talking about show business with my friend, Kevin. This podcast is supported by WrinklesSchminkels.com and I just got a new affiliate. It's called Jackery. Now, I am an avid camper. I love to be outdoors in the summertime. I love camping. I also love being prepared in the event of power outages. So I discovered these things portable power banks. You know how you have the little ones for your phone? This is a larger one, but the reason I have these is because they can be renewed by solar. So I think it's a great idea. You're camping, you want to brew a pot of coffee. It just gives me peace of mind in the event that my power goes out, I can do things like have a cup of coffee, make some hot water, it is the difference between suffering and being comfy. So Jackery, I'm going to include my code. You can have 20% off. And if you notice, I'm building up my affiliates. And that's one of the things I'm doing so that I can turn this podcast into a job that takes care of me and my fam. This podcast is also supported by Club Showgirl, a monthly membership coaching program with online dance classes, Zoom meetings, support, career coaching, guidance, community. If you want more information about that, please go to my website, www.michellebreckner.com and sign up on the mailing list. And you want to join Club Showgirl? It's an inclusive community. Come on in. We have a great time. So Club Showgirl. Welcome, everybody, to the Showgirl Tip of the Day podcast. We're going to talk about show business, old friends, and new adventures. I'm here with Kevin Scott, who also goes by the name Moxicellin. The drag character he has created and is quite busy performing. And I have the honor of going to see him perform in Kinky Boots at the Engaman Theater in Northport, Long Island. If you've never been there, it's a beautiful little theater and it's in a gorgeous Long Island town on the North Shore. Welcome, Kevin.
1: Hello. So, how are you? Tip of the day. My favorite podcast. You listen? I'm so good. Of course, I listen. I love it. I- It's one of my favorite airplane podcasts, for sure.
0: How has it helped you in your career and looking for work and whatnot?
1: Oh my gosh, so funny you say that. Because just the other day I was thinking about... Billy. Yes, that episode with him is my favorite episode and I've listened to it twice because I feel like I, and I, I feel like I was gypped not having him as a teacher at amda just because I am obsessed with the stories that you guys are talking about and him living in the upper west side and stuff i it was relatable and yeah I just i I was just so inspired listening to his stories and you guys kind of banter back and forth it was amazing I had took we, a lot of things yeah
0: we love each other and he is one of the most talented people He did a play called The Dresser a couple of years ago, right before COVID. And there is a Broadway performer that I'm going to try to get on the podcast. Her name is Carolyn Kirsch. She's almost 80 years old. She worked with Bob Fosse and Michael Bennett, and she lives up in Connecticut where Billy lives. And she directed him in this play called The Dresser. And when I tell you it was Broadway quality, it was amazing. Billy spent six months rehearsing it. He's such a talented performer, but right now he's in Mystic, Connecticut, directing The Aquarium, the 50th anniversary show. He's busy. I keep trying to get him to come back to New York, but he also has parents with some health problems. So he's been in Connecticut taking care of them. But I'm glad you like that. I can't wait to tell him it was your favorite episode because we love. Yeah, we just love show business and we love talking to each other. And he, of course, Mm -hmm. had that dream of cats. But yeah. So do you have a dream show that you would love to do?
1: I would, I, I cannot, my career is not over until I've played Mary Sunshine in Chicago, the musical, either on Broadway or the tour. I just, I just want to do it so bad.
0: That's so doable. And it's so possible because you're perfect for that role. Now, when you were my student, you asked me in theater dance, if you could practice sometimes in your heels. And I just loved that. You know me, I will never say no to a high heel. (laughs) But I thought how smart you were because you really needed time on your feet, literally in your heels. And I was like, this kid is going to make it because he knows what his skill set is. And the heels are part of that. So, can you tell the listeners why you decided to buy some heels? And just give us a little bit of who you are with your set of skills and your performing history that you have. So my first
1: introduction to LaDuca Heels was actually my audition for AMDA. Um, It was in Milwaukee with J. Elaine Marcos and... She walked in the room. I had no idea who she was, just little high school baby Kevin. Um, And she walked in with these three inch tan Leducas and I was obsessed with her and just the way she presented herself. And she just walked in like she owned the room and it was just her and the pianist and I was so like, I had no idea who she was, but I was just starstruck. And I just said, the first thing out of my mouth was, I'm obsessed with your shoes. And she's like, Oh, they're just Leducas. And I was like, Oh, I need those. Okay, got it. And so I just, I did just that with whatever money I could scrounge up from working some summer retail job I had. And I just bought my first pair of tan Leducas and I was obsessed and I have, so I just always had them and I just kind of wore them around and I never took a dance class or anything with them. And I always knew Mary sunshine was something I wanted to do. And she does wear little kitten heels in the show, but, wearing heels in your class turned into something more than that. What started as like, well, Mary Sunshine wears heels, so I guess I have to be really comfortable. And that turned into two productions of Kinky Boots and then during the quarantine, I started doing, I'm a quarantine queen, so I started doing drag during the quarantine. And yeah, I just, it all just, it all really did stem from my AMDA audition when I saw her wearing those heels and how beautiful they looked on her. I just, I, so now I own two pairs.
0: (laughs) Amazing. She She was on the last national tour of Chorus Line that I did. She played Connie Wong and then Bjork cast her as Val at City Center. So I think that that's wonderful. I believe she's done 10 Broadway shows, which is amazing. And she actually went to AMDA and Billy was her teacher. So there you go. Full circle.
1: I love her she's so
0: inspiring. I just hired you the upcoming Cole Porter review that I'm creating with Ashley Ryan. And we're going to be booked and blessed in 2023 (laughs) and four. But the reason I hired you is just because I know you I know your work ethic. I know that you are constantly submitting yourself. I know that when we do these gigs, if you can't do a performance, that's fine. I will just swap you out because there's going to be at least two female identifying um, characters. It's not, they're not characters. It's a review. So we'll playing ourselves and then one or more male identifying. So it's going to be the kind of show that contracts and expands depending on the booking and depending on the venue. So sometimes I might need all hands on deck and sometimes we might do the big production number and then other times it's a smaller kind of show. But I think that that's something I've been dreaming of for years. This is the year I'm claiming my power as a producer. So yes, yes. yes. Yeah. I'm well, so excited I thought about it because I love teaching and I've been teaching for many years, but teaching was never the goal. And it teaching was something I did. I had a daughter and I needed a way to make money and performing at night I did that until she went to school. But then once she was in school, I was like, I don't want to be away every night till midnight because I'm losing those precious hours with her. So I decided to go into teaching and work during the day. But this December, I've been performing the whole month and I'm like, I forgot how much I loved it. And I forgot, like, I'm good. And I forgot that, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's so easy to lose yourself. But now mm-hmm. I'm going to do it, but create those opportunities and not have to wait for auditions and not have to wait for anyone to say, yes. oh, you can be in our production. No, you can be in my production. How about yes. that? Yes. How about that? Yes. I love So that. tell us about Moxie Cillin. Give us a rundown of who Moxie Cillin is and what you, I want to know what you do at a drag show because you know, I cannot stay up that late to be. There till <laughs> cavorting around and oh, keeping until two in the morning. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I know it didn't start last night until it was supposed to start at ten. The show didn't start till like twelve. It was the whole thing. Um, so moxicillin I so ever since like I was a little kid, I've always had wigs and boas. Always, those are just two things that like. My parents didn't even bat an eye. I just always had wigs and boas from Party City. And I used to make puppets with my grandpa growing up. Like we we would go and get fabric from Joy and Fabrics. And he, he was retired when I was very, very young. So when he would watch me while my grandma and my mom were working, we would just sew these puppets. And he built me a puppet theater, multiple puppet theaters. And I just loved puppets. And we would put boas and we would do like we would put wigs and things on the puppets and so i've just always played around with that with those draggy things and it was really during the quarantine when i and i've always watched you know rupaul's drag race and uh kinky boots was the first broadway show i ever saw when i came to new york for the first time so i've and even watching that show i just remember looking at my mom being like i think i could do that and moxicellin was created there's honestly no big, I don't have a big story as to why my name is moxicillin. Um, it's honestly just something I remember as a kid, always taking the bubble gum flavored amoxicillin whenever you're sick. Um, and I always <laughs> loved it. I, I don't know why I could taste it. I could taste it right now. And yeah, I just loved it. And I was like, wait, that's kind of a beautiful, like there's a lot of pharmaceutical names that are very angelic sounding. And I was like, you know what? Moxicillin, that's stunning. And my friends were all like, oh my God, And so Moxie Salon was created and I made my drag debut in September of 2021. And yes, and then I came back to New York, finished school, and I was just doing a lot of virtual drag um, because things weren't open and it wasn't very safe. So I did a lot of Facebook lives and Instagram lives. And and then, yeah, during AMDA, I was submitting a lot for drag roles. I submitted for Priscilla. I was auditioning for, um, I, I auditioned for a bunch of kinky boots and then two months after graduating i booked my first production of kinky boots and that was in hudson florida at suncoast broadway dinner theater it was my professional debut and i turned 21 on opening night so that was very special oh Oh, yes (laughs) <laughs> so that was very special and it's a dinner theater so of course there's a bar at the theater so it was it was a really good time and then yeah I booked immediately after that one I booked my second as you had mentioned in Long Island so I didn't really have a lot of time this past year to really focus on moxie Cillan outside of my theater career I don't have any regrets on that because that's why I went to school for musical theater and I care so much about it and combining the two has meant a lot to me this past year. Um, yeah, so and here we are now. I'm trying to make, you know, pave my pave my own way in New York and trying to get myself more out there in the New York drag scene. But it's it's rough um, because it's very, comp- it's very, there's uh, so many queens and it's very competitive. And in order to be seen, you have to do a lot of competition. You know, I see myself when I'm performing, you know, when you come to a moxie show, I love to give, I call myself like the Southern diva of new york because i love to give big texas hair and i do a lot of like dolly parton and shania twain but i can also give you some like last night i did a whole disco number um but i really would love to start moving in the direction of updo's pantsuit and singing mine hair from cabaret because that's in my heart in my heart that's what I would really love to be doing but it's hard it's harder to sell those things at these competitions and stuff because then you have you know girls wearing like human hair and and you know having full fringe and whipping their hair so it's hard entertainment value wise at competitions to really showcase that. But I would love to move more in the direction of a cabaret setting where to start with that. I'm not even really sure, but that is definitely, that's definitely where I Have you ever thought about a
0: show together, like a cabaret show and just launching it at Don't Tell Mama or one of the smaller venues and just inviting everyone to come and, you know, just do it, just putting your own show together. Have you I, thought about was- that?
1: That is like the the dream show, girl. I would love to do that. I, and I have a lot of ideas. And I yeah, I definitely see myself doing that for sure. Excellent. The Moxie Sillin show.
0: Now, have you auditioned for Chicago yet?
1: I have. I did. This past year, um, I was brought in for the tour of Chicago. And that was a really, really great experience. Well, too. tell
0: us about the audition. Tell us what happened.
1: Yes. Well, I walked in and I thought it was just going to be me and the casting director and I was heavily mistaken it was not it was me the casting director and about 5000 other people um all with their eyes on me and it, it was amazing. And I was warned being walked into the room, like, Hey, just so you know, like, don't be intimidated. There's going to be a lot of people in the room. And I was like, Oh, oh okay, great. And I had already sent a couple rounds of self tapes. So this was like a callback. And then there was a final callback. I didn't get to the final callback. But that's okay. Because still, I feel really like to this day, that was the best I've ever sang that song. I feel really good about my performance in front of the people that needed to see me perform and I walked in and I did not think for even a second Mary Sunshine is so specific I didn't even think for a second they were gonna have me sing from my book immediately the producer said well, why don't you sing from your book and I was like so I wasn't really mentally ready for that but now I know no matter what always be prepared completely yes. if, if you're gonna sing from your book and I sang as we stumble along from the drowsy chaperone and everyone was laughing yes, everyone was laughing and I was feeling good. And then immediately the producer said, okay, now sing Mary. And before I could even like clear my throat or anything, the pianist right away went right into it. And I was like, oh, okay. So it went really fast, but she got up in the rafters, and I felt really good about
0: it. Amazing. Uh, question for you: You went in not in drag, right? You went in as yourself. With what'd yeah. you wear?
1: Um, yes, I. They were very, very specific. They said many times, "Do not come in drag," because I good. think with Mary Sunshine, they really don't want her to be perceived as an over. They even said they gave me acting notes before I went in, like don't p- overplay it as a drag queen. Really find deep meaning with Mary Sunshine. So they really didn't want people coming in with beehive wigs and all of that. I came in, I was wearing black, I was just wearing black dress pants with black dress shoes. And then I wore this striped Chicago-esque uh, long sleeve button up shirt. And then I left the top unbuttoned a little bit.
0: Nice, nice, nice choice. It was very clear to me that that we were just going to stay connected and maybe work together Because if I'm going to hire somebody, I'm going to hire somebody like you, who's there Mm. to, you came to school, so you would get the skills to do jobs. And then you, you're very interested in how the business works. You're very interested in having a career and you're very likable and talented. And notice I put talented at the very end of that. Anybody can be talented, but it takes all those other things to make somebody want to be like, Hey, they're on my team. They're on the list. I will always call them. I'll be like, Hey, what's your schedule. When you started submitting, you were doing mostly self tapes, right? Is that still the Mm -hmm. case or are you going now to in-person auditions? Well,
1: equity did just announce that they're going back to in-person auditions, but it's been mostly all, it's been mostly all self tapes. Um, because my I, I have now signed with an agency this past summer, which has been lovely. And they submit me for a lot of film and TV stuff, which is still all self-tapes. And I'm not sure if that's going to move in person anytime soon. I, right? I now. don't
0: think so. I think this yeah. self-tape wave, especially for the first few rounds is still going to be, because it just saves the casting people and the production team. It saves a ton of money and, time too, because if you've got other things on your list, you can watch the tapes at night. And yeah. if you're, um, if you're auditioning, you can, you can have auditions, but it's usually like 10 to six in the daytime.
1: Yeah. And
0: when I, when I was your age, there were only auditions Monday to Friday, 10 to six. And so most of us would work Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and then they started pulling Saturday auditions and Sunday auditions. And I'm like, wait a minute. So when is everybody supposed to work and earn money to, to stay in New York and whatnot? Like it just got a little bit crazy. Yeah. I personally love a soft tape. I just do. I think mm-hmm. for me personally as an actor, uh, let me submit to you. And then if you want to see me in person, call me in, but for the initial mm-hmm. round, like I'm oh, down yeah. with a soft tape.
1: My first, my first kinky boots was completely virtual. Um, and it was only one round of of callbacks. it was it was girthy because they wanted multiple songs and um, like two combos um, or, or it was one, I can't remember. Um, but the second kinky boots I did, it was initial self tape auditions and then the the final callback was in person. Um, but that was later in the year when more people were vaccinated and such because that first kinky boots was still pretty fresh into people getting vaccinated and things like that but I've I have now I have the right equipment and I know the right angles and things that like don't make me hate the self tape.
0: What was your favorite audition or performing experience in 2022? I have two, one in person and one virtual. My
1: I had an in person call for a cruise line. It didn't I I didn't book it, but I still feel really good about that one also. And that was just for a cruise line to be the resident drag queen on this cruise line and I got to sing and the The creative team were asking me questions and just made me feel very, very comfortable. And then I did a virtual audition for Frozen, and it was to be Olaf. And even though I'm not sure, because that was Disney, I don't even know to this day if they even looked at my tape because they got a billion... It was one of those things, they're just like, send in a tape. So, And I did. So I don't know if anyone saw it, but I still use that video because I sang a song from Elf. And I just feel so good about that self-tape. I'm like, I need to be Olaf in Frozen.
0: I think you, that's a great role for you. And I know because we are kindred spirits and I love that about yes. you. I can't wait to start rehearsing with you. And yes. th- thank you for coming to the Showgirl Tip of the Day podcast. Woo, thank you. The Showgirl Tip of the Day podcast has original music composed by Joshua Holloway, find him on YouTube, Joshua Holloway Music. This podcast is written by Michelle Bruckner and edited by Michelle Bruckner and Joshua Holloway. Find me on Instagram, Showgirl Tip of Day. Thanks for listening. We'll see you again next week with a new episode.